Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. You'll be listening to the Farm Show on Wax. Good morning, Bob with you. Jill is uh, taking the morning off. She's uh, got uh, things to do. She's got uh, calves to birth and all kinds of things going on down there at the Welke Land and Cattle Company. So uh, she will not be here. We'll do the chores alone this morning, and uh, we've done it alone a few times over the years, so we'll try it again. Hey, the big story may be water. Be careful. You know, all the snow we got, and uh, we're supposed to get some rain. Some of that will be heavy moving in. It's down by Rochester, Minnesota right now, and it will be moving in as the day goes along. Most of it will be rain way up north. Might be a few snow flurries because it's not real warm out there. So be careful. Stay away from the windows, if you're, waters rather, if you're down around the Mississippi River or Chippewa River or some of the rivers, they're up over their banks and they're going to get higher. So be careful with the kids, livestock, machinery, whatever the case may be, respect that water because it moves fast and believe me, you're not stronger than running water. So be very careful around these rivers and streams and lakes because uh, it's a little bit dangerous right now. That's uh, the word of caution, water. Brewers won again last night. Good for them. A late game in Seattle. No, I didn't stay up to watch it. (laughs) I checked the score this morning. 6-5 they won. And this is Earth Week. And Earth Week is plenty wet right about now, but Earth Day will be this Saturday. We'll talk more about that as the week goes along. We'll get an update on planting progress. There is some corn going in. And not all that far from us. Not going to go in around here anytime soon. With the water levels and the the wet fields that we've got, but uh, there is some going in. And some 4-H'ers are in Washington, D.C. National 4-H Conference is this week in Washington, D.C., so that's going on. we got a lot to talk about, including a uh, forecast that includes some wet weather in the next couple days. And uh, unfortunately doesn't include very much warm weather for the next few days. Boy, last week was a spoiler. We all thought, ah, spring is here. Well, spring is here, but it's uh, not the way it was last week by any means. We're about almost half below the temperatures, 85 last week, 86. We're going to only get about 45 today. So we'll talk about that. Lots of chores to do this morning right here on Wax. We're about five minutes now before 5 o'clock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's check a rather wet forecast, at least for the next couple days. 
And the forecast is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. Rain today and kind of breezy. It's down around Rochester, Minnesota right now, but it's, it's moving up into our area. So, again, later on this morning, it'll start raining, and it'll be kind of a breezy day today. Farther north, it could get a little white up in the, the northern tier of counties. Tonight, down to about 37, chance of rain again. Thursday, 52, with more rain in the forecast. And then partly sunny on Friday. Should be in the mid to upper 40s, low 40s on Saturday. Cloudy skies, then partly cloudy on Sunday and Monday. 46 on Sunday, 52 on Monday. Looking into next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, in the 50s, but rain. 37 degrees right now here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. On a Wednesday morning, the 19th of April, again, wet is the forecast. And be careful as these rivers and streams uh, get over their banks. That water moves fast, and it is hard to resist it. So don't get caught in some kind of a some kind of a flow because it is really hard to uh, get out of it. So be careful. All right, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what else is going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Brad Siegel. President Biden is issuing an executive order to make child care and caregiving costs cheaper. And thank you, care workers and family caregivers, for doing God's work, taking care of our children, our parents, and those we love so dearly. You care for the people we value the most in the whole world. While speaking from the White House Rose Garden, the president announced he's directing federal agencies to adopt measures to increase access to high-quality child care and long-term care and to better support workers in those sectors. He says the cost of care is too high and the pay for care workers too low. The Supreme Court expected to announce its ruling on the abortion medication Mifepristone Wednesday. Earlier this month, a Texas federal judge ruled production and distribution of the drug be halted nationwide. The Biden administration then appealed that ruling. Last week, the Supreme Court put the judge's ruling on hold as they decide whether to allow full access to the drug while the case is appealed. The Kansas City community is rallying around a black teenager who was shot when he rang the wrong doorbell. Chris Caraccio has more. Hundreds of Staley High School students and staff participated in a unity walk on Tuesday in support of their classmate, 16-year-old Ralph Yarl. They carried signs and chanted, Justice for Ralph. Last week, Yarl went to pick up his siblings, but mistakenly went to the wrong house. The elderly white homeowner accused of shooting Yarl turned himself in Tuesday and is facing two felony charges, armed criminal action, and first-degree assault. He's out on bond. Meantime, Yarl is recovering at home. I'm Chris Caraggio. YouTube changing its rules over videos about eating disorders. While the streaming service does not allow content that promotes eating disorders, the site will now ban content that shows behavior like purging after eating that some people could be drawn to imitate. Videos that show similar behavior in the context of recovering from a disorder will still be allowed, but users will have to be 18 or older to see it. Brad Siegel, NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, going to be a little wet out there today and tomorrow, it looks like. Let's check our weather forecast brought to you by our good friends at Chilson Automotive Group. New 2023 Subaru Outbacks are now available at ChilsonMotors.com. And they got a bunch of them on the lot, so take a look. Weather-wise... Well, you might want to take a look at cars today with an umbrella. Rainy and kind of breezy out there, too. Rain's down and across the border here not too long. It was down around Rochester about an hour ago, so it's moving. Rain, breezy is the forecast for today. Way up uh, further north could be a little white, but I don't think it'll be any kind of accumulations like we had the other day. Then overnight, about 37, a chance of rain continues. Chance of rain into tomorrow on Thursday with a high of 52, then partly sunny on Friday, 46. Cloudy on Saturday, but cool, only 42. 46 on Sunday, 52 on Monday with partly sunny skies. Tuesday and Wednesday next week, 50s, looks like more rain. Right now, it's kind of cool, 37 in Rice Lake, 33 in Medford, 35 in Wausau and Green Bay, 36 in Marshfield. Madison Sun Prairie at 38, Milwaukee at 39 this morning. And it's 37 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. It's five minutes after 5 o'clock at WAC. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, I listen to that thing every day over 35 years, and it's been 60 years. Remember, for those of you that have been around long enough, Pat Kelleher started uh, farm programming here in the 60s, and Jerry Erdahl came along, and I've been here... I've been here 46, so we got to get that thing updated because uh, they're behind the times on that. But uh, we're happy to have been able to do it and uh, happy to be with you every morning for, oh, going on 60 years now, I think. I'll sit down and figure that out sometime. But anyway, it's a whole lot more than 35. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing you to the markets. Let's take a look at the cash livestock trade. Choice fed beef steers, 173 to 186. The mixed steers, 140 to 172. Choice fed beef heifers, 172 to 184. Mixed, 144 to 171. Choice fed Holstein steers, 136 to 149. Select and silage fed Holsteins, 92 to 135. Cows, 80 to 98, topping at 119. The bulls, 91 to 115. The butcher hog trade, uh, this is a number from last week. The butchers were trading 41 to 76. Sows 31 to 35. The boars 15 to 19 and a half. As far as the sheep and lambs were concerned, and no quote on the market lambs, feeder lambs trading 130 to 285. Ewes 70 to 165. Small goats 25 to 175. Medium sized goats 25 to 250. Large goats 200 to 305. And the nanny goats. 95 to 290. At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, as far as livestock futures, cattle were higher, hogs were lower. We've got uh, April live cattle, 176.47. That was up 72. June, 165.20, up 32. August live cattle, 164.05. That was up 27. And October, 167.95. That was up 15. Feeder cattle for May at 211.50, up 75 cents. August up 72 at 226.07. September feeder cattle 229.32, up 65. And October feeders up 77 at 231.67. As we said, hogs were lower across the board. May hogs 78.82, down 217. June closed at 85.75, down 242. July hogs 88.77. That was down a dollar seventy in August at eighty nine eighty seven, down a dollar twenty seven, and on the board of trade, corn and beans were a little higher yesterday. Uh, well, that big snowfall uh, slowed things down as far as planning, but progress was made. We'll talk about it in a little while, so that helped prices a little bit, but it uh, didn't go any higher because concern over demand hangs over the market. Overnight, July corn down three cents at six forty one. Oats down a penny at three forty one. The wheat down seven at seven oh two. July soybeans down four at fourteen eighty six, and meal down a dollar twenty at four fifty seven forty. Rather quiet in dairy trade yesterday. Barrel cheese up a quarter of a cent at one fifty one and a half. The blocks were unchanged one seventy six and a half. The butter was up one and three quarters at two thirty seven. Class 3, April and May were both unchanged. April at 1863, May at 1747, June up four cents at 1787, July up a penny at 1843, and August up three cents at $19 even. And the Class 3 prices were mixed out through January. So that's where we are this morning as far as the markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We've got uh, more to take a look at. We'll take a look at uh, some of the energy situation going on. So what about uh, fuel to, to feed your tractors? Because we got some good tractor people in our area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Energy, one of the most talked about topics we have in this country right now. We're going to talk about that with Mike Campster. And Mike is a certified energy relationship manager with Provision Partners Cooperative. And Mike, uh, this energy situation right now, these energy markets, is there any way to predict them? Because some of these countries that are involved in the energy markets are a little bit uh, on their own, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. We're seeing some very volatile energy markets and, uh, you know, uh, getting a beat on where, where we're headed is, uh, is a difficult job, but we're going to try to disseminate some of that information for you guys today and see if we can't, uh, throw out some forward looking statements for what the future holds. 
Well, what uh, does the future hold as far as uh, what you know, as far as uh, the current market? We see oil right around, what, $80 goes up and down, but at the pump, it's way up. What's happening? Well, we had some bullish headlines to kick off the day yesterday, or uh, Monday, actually, this week, I should say. The finished products, diesel and gasoline, though, were down. Uh, crude posted its largest daily decline in over a month this week, Monday. It traded as low as eighty forty seven, but it settled just under $81 a barrel. And I, I would say keep an eye on that $80 oil as the week progresses. We'll see if the current level of support turns into resistance this week. Most analysts expect oil to stay in that $80 range for the spring and summer. Oil had previously been trading as low as $65 as recently as March 15th. So uh, what's got oil prices cooled off a little bit, and particularly the products, is we had a 1.5 million barrel sale last week from the SPR, or Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which has helped to kind of ease the pressure on the sector for now. Now, those SPR releases are going to be running out soon. So there won't be any tools left in the toolbox, so to speak, to ease some of those prices going through the summer. Um, now, U.S. stockpiles are sitting at their lowest level since 1983, according to the DOE, at just under 368 million barrels of crude. Uh, so we are sitting on some fairly low reserves of crude. But uh, on the positive side, diesel fuel supply continues to meet demand. This fall, there was a lot of chatter about a diesel fuel shortage, and inventory was near record lows, but perhaps because of the mild winter and lower-than-normal heating oil demand, both here and abroad, inventories have somewhat recovered. So diesel prices hit their lowest point around March 15th and have increased about 18 to 20 cents since then. Uh, interest rate hikes and worries of bank collapses have helped to keep prices in check. Uh, moving on to gasoline, in this month's short-term energy outlook, the EIA predicted U.S. regular-grade gasoline will average about three forty-nine a gallon during the summer of 2023. Well, that's a little higher than where we are now, but it is $0.79 cents less than it averaged over the summer of 2022. So we should see a little relief at the pumps this summer. Is there any way, Mike, that we can figure out on our own when we look at these oil prices at eighty dollars, and then we look at the fuel at three forty nine for regular gasoline. Is that a fair relationship, or have some of these plants uh, been down as far as processors? What's going on? Because it's uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, there's a couple things that happen in April. Uh, one is we switch over to summer grade gasoline, and the second is refineries do shut down in April for some turnarounds or maintenance. And that typically leads to a little bit higher pricing during that, that season. And then we have, you know, as we get into May, we get into like a, a peak demand season or peak driving season, which typically has uh, caused gasoline prices to go up. But I think a fair range might be in that 340 to 365 this summer of 2023. And while that is sort of a forward-looking statement, it's, it's our best guess on where uh, gasoline prices will be going forward over the next uh, several months. What about propane, Mike? Because we're getting into the the refill season. Yeah, yeah. The recent cold snap has sent propane and natural gas prices up a little bit, but that's the first increase we've seen in a lot of weeks. Uh, Despite the recent bump, we expect to see lower propane prices this spring and summer than last year. As a relatively mild winter has inventories higher than last year, this time about 20% higher. And we expect or we hope this cold snap is short-lived. So um, we are expecting propane prices to be somewhere around 20 to 30% lower than last year, if not more. Um, so I would say our LP summer fill starts in June and contracts should be available shortly after. We'll look for some lower prices this year. And that would be a good thing. Hey, Mike, thanks for the update. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody. You bet. Mike Kamstra, who is a certified energy relationship manager with Provision Partners Cooperative. I'm Bob Bosold. And looking at our June uh, 
crude oil price, it did close seven cents higher yesterday at $80.90 a barrel. 17 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, farmers are getting into the fields. We'll talk about that next as we look at some of our farm news here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, farmers did take advantage of some better weather in parts of the country last week to move along some corn planting. According to this week's Crop Progress Report, planting jumped 5%, now 8% finished, and that's ahead of both last year and the five-year average. Missouri farmers, you know, when you get you get down Texas, Louisiana, they're in a different world, but Missouri farmers made the most progress, I guess, in the corn-growing country. They now have 30% of their corn planted, but closer to this area... Illinois farmers now have 10% of their corn in, while in Iowa, 7% of the corn has been planted. Some areas are also into their soybeans, with Illinois 4% planted, and Iowa is at 3%. I did talk to my cousin who farms out in western Iowa, Storm Lake, Sac City area, a little town called Shaler. He said they're awful dry out there, and they they have been dry. So uh, putting corn in the ground, they're going to see if they can get some moisture, first of all. Well, here in Wisconsin, a few farmers in the southern part of the state have gotten started. One percent of our corn has been planted now in the state. Six percent of the oats are in, and also eight percent of the potatoes have been planted. Farmers have completed about eight percent of their spring tillage. Winter wheat across the state is rated 65 percent good to excellent. Pastures, 43 percent good to excellent. Topsoil moisture ratings fell a little bit this week. Now rated 93 percent adequate to surplus and seven percent short those drier conditions in the southern part of the state. What's going on with meat processors? Our Pam Yonke was uh, over in the uh, Elmwood area. Talked to Jake Seiler, president of the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors, over there at Seiler's Meats, and we'll hear about that coming up next on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, we all talk about Wisconsin's dairy heritage, right? All of our Wisconsin family farms, all the dairy breakfasts that are coming up. You know, it really mirrors very well with our Wisconsin meat processing industry. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors just wrapped up their state convention on Sunday on the west side of Madison. Across the state, there's more than 500 of our local meat processors, our custom butchers, providing great service to their communities and great flavors for all of us to enjoy. I talked about it with Jake Seiler. He is the owner and operator of Seiler's Meats out of Elmwood. He's also currently the president of the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors. You know, they really struggled during the pandemic to try to keep things moving. They became a very integral part of helping farms continue to process livestock, helping consumers still have access to fresh meat. And that's why Jake Seiler says they want to be taken seriously when they go to the state capitol to talk about policy development. WAMP is growing into something that we want to be known. We want to be known how important the meat industry is in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, this is the first year that we have hired a lobbyist to have a voice at, at the governmental level mm-hmm. at Madison on a daily basis. Somebody watching our back and being there for all these grants, um, working with uh, representatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been it's just been amazing, and um, yes. and our our um, our membership is growing. I want to say uh, right now we have about 125 members, and we have 88 of those members registered here at at the Wisconsin Association of Meat yep. Processors Convention. It's been awesome. We have uh, 80 supplier members and. We just took you down there and showed you around in the exhibit yeah. hall there. Yeah. There are 70, what did I tell you, 76, 79 yeah. su- suppliers and 115 booth boosts. spaces. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Well, and that trade show, from what you said, it's the place to be outside of the American uh, meat processors. That is correct. This is the largest trade show anywhere in the country next to American Association Meat Processors, and then probably uh, the next biggest one would be like probably IPPE down in Atlanta, and I try to get to that in January too. That's pretty amazing. Now, we mentioned how powerful the Wisconsin meat processing industry is. It mirrors our dairy industry when we think about cheesemakers, a lot of that same heritage of uh, production, but it also faced some major challenges 
during the pandemic. Tell me a little bit, Jake, about uh, the stories you guys were sharing when we were all living through it and the response that uh, you received from your customers, the general public, the state. Yep. And and let's start with how the meat industry compares to the dairy, right? If If we're such a big dairy state, that means we have a lot of dairy cows. And those dairy cows can only make and produce milk for so long. Then it's a protein. Now it comes to the to the meatpacking side of the world in the state of Wisconsin. So that's why we are just as important as, as the cheesemakers or anybody in that in that vicinity. So then when the whole pandemic came, that's when everybody realized that when the big packers, people got sick, COVID, shut down for whatever reasons, then they all leaned back on the small processors, yeah. whether it was in the state of Wisconsin, state of Indiana, or state of Texas, or in New York. It didn't matter. They all went to them small shops, and everybody then realized how important we really were because we were still there. We were out there beating the brush seven days a week to make food for our, for our, for our people. So Now, we talk about response, reaction. How did you see that play out in front of you, whether it was federal, state, local? Well, it was difficult because um, all of us are smaller plants, and we only had so many employees. And so it was, it was really a challenge, but it was amazing how us small processors all stood together and took on the workload and got it done. That's, that's the bottom line. Right. We all did it. Right. Now, fast forward, and one of the themes that we're hearing uh, quite a bit of here is automation. Is that kind of a linchpin to the next generation of Wisconsin meat processors? Jake, how do you view that? Well, obviously we're all in the same boat right now, whether we're in the meat industry or whether we're in the nursing or no matter what industry we're in, there's a shortage of help, right? So that's, that's our big focus this year is here at the Wisconsin Association of Meat Processors is going to automation, um, how buying equipment will help save time, save labor, and so that was literally what the whole convention was about. And the beauty part of all of this now is last year when Governor Evers put that $10 million into the ARPA, from the ARPA dollars and gave us those grants up to $150,000, you know, there were 99 plants that had, that had applied for that in the state of Wisconsin and 91 received those grants of 150000 or less with a 100% match. And just think of how that increased yeah. automation, freezer space, cooler space, a piece of equipment to help those small processors do more in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Now, we're into the next biennium. A lot of agriculture associations, groups, are trying to make sure that their message is not lost, minus ARPA dollars. You mentioned that you hired uh, your lobbyist. What are some of the key points that you're trying to stress with elected officials as they craft their version of the budget? Right. So this was the first year that we've ever had a lobbyist. We uh, hired Michelle Cuzo from MK Lobby. She's an amazing girl. Um, and, and what we're trying to do as an association for our members in the state of Wisconsin is to have a voice at Madison. So that way, if there's something coming down the pipe that we don't want, then we can make sure we fight it. If there's things that we do want, such as more grants coming down the pipe, we want to explain and show to these representatives that it is a still a need. So just think, like $10 million gone just like that. Right. So if we can stay on their radar and we can get a little money out of the budget to, to support these small processors around the state of Wisconsin, that would be awesome. And we would like to be able to do that from year to year. And as you said, your story, Jake's story, the association story, that's what really seems to resonate with those elected officials. Absolutely. Uh, just last Monday uh, after Easter, we had actually met up at RJ Meets in Hudson, and we met with Representative uh, Shannon uh, Zimmer and uh, told them we had five or six other processors from the area, and then I showed up, obviously, because I was president and close, and you know, told them those stories, and he resonated with that, and especially this talent development that, that is part of the budget that is also, besides the equipment, um, or the infrastructure grants. Um, talent development is so important, and, and Shannon was 100% behind that because he's a graduate of UW River Falls ah. also. Mm-hmm. And now we actually have, um, I think it's six or seven more scheduled visits within the state of Wisconsin with representatives in their area at the closest um, locker plant sure. to them, and we'll bring five, six more to tell those stories, and then they can take that back to the Joint Finance Committee, and hopefully everything will get pushed through right. and be good for our good good for our industry. And again, uh, they got a good guy leading the industry, that's for sure. 
Jake Seiler, very active in the organization and uh, puts out an awful lot of good product down there, too, at Seiler's Meats in Elmwood, uh, visiting with our Pam Yonke about what's going on with this uh, emphasis on uh, increasing the availability of our meat processors to produce more product and get it out to more people, not just in Wisconsin, but around the country. Some of these grants to improving the industry, very, very necessary. But uh, Jake, uh, really a good leader for the uh, industry over there. Jake Seiler from uh, Elmwood, Seiler's Meats, visiting with our Pam Yonke. We're going to visit with our Rocky Olson next as we take a look at what's going on in the markets over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out how the markets are doing. 5.30 in the morning here at Wax. we got 37 degrees, some rain on the way. Rocky joins us over at Premier Livestock and with you. All that snow melted yet, Rocky? Well, not quite, but uh, we didn't get any more, so that's a bonus. <laughs> well, you might get a little wet later on today, and any snow that's there will be gone bye-bye with the rain. So be careful of that. But also, again, stay away from lakes and rivers because boy they're they're full right now yeah i'm sure you're seeing that in your travels around the area you bet so be careful well the markets is continuing to be pretty good uh very good uh thank you uh bob uh good morning everyone this is how yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at premier livestock we saw 895 head of feeder cattle yesterday in a very strong market. Most of the beef feeders traded from 160 to 239. Most of the Holstein steers from a dollar 10 to a dollar 67. Uh, bred beef cows traded mostly from 1250 to 1850. Next special feeder cattle auction will be May 2nd. Uh, we're also going to be f- featuring uh, beef breeding bulls. We've got some really high quality registered uh, Black Angus bulls. There's videos of those bulls on our website. Uh, make sure to check that out if you're looking for some good bulls. Um, like I said, uh, today, Wednesday, we'll have our hay auction. That'll get underway at 9.30 this morning, and then 11 o'clock a.m. we'll sell the dairy cattle auction. We do have a big dairy cattle auction with three complete dispersals. Uh, herd number one, we're going to have 85 Holsteins and red Holsteins. they got an 80-pound average, 175 cell count. Herd's been AI bred for 50 years. Hows are milked in a tie stall. Hows in a sand-bedded free stall. Herd number two, we got 30 Holstein and red Holstein tie stall cows, 70-pound average, 110 cell count, 38 years of AI breeding. Herd number three, Holsteins and Crosses, more grazing type herd, 98,000 cell count. Several other groups of reputation. Fresh cows got some really nice spring and heifers today, including a load of uh, red and white spring and heifers that are all bred red and white. We got some fancy registered breeding bulls today, Holsteins and red Holstein breeding bulls. Full listing at Premier Livestock. And auctions.com. Uh, questions, don't hesitate to call us at Premier, 715-229-2500. Uh, don't forget, next week, uh, Tuesday, uh, that's going to be our special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting over 500 head of dairy heifers next Tuesday. you got heifers to consign. Give us a call. If you're buying or selling heifers, you certainly uh proven results. You don't want to miss the uh, heifer sale. So that is the way it's shaped up, Bob. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, you're keeping busy. Stay out of the puddles, and we'll talk to you in the morning. Have a good one. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Our markets, our news, our weather on wax, and we got lots of it. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that at the Brecky Mink Ranch is going to be quite an auction, that's for sure, this Friday. Well, what's the weather going to be like Friday for an auction and uh, all the other weather events coming up? Mike Dandria is here to tell us all about it. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well, it looks like Friday's going to be okay, but between now and Friday, we're going to get wet again. Yeah, Friday might even have a few chances at some showers later on in the day, but uh, working up to that, yeah, we are going to have a very soggy stretch of days. For today, we already have some of those showers that have moved in some of which could be heavy at times, and even a few thunderstorms further towards the south. Now, going into this afternoon, we may get a bit of a break. Some scattered to isolated showers are possible, highs mostly into the mid-40s. Later on tonight, more chances for showers and storms as another piece of energy moves its way on in. That'll make way for on and off showers and storms throughout the day tomorrow. Highs nearing the low to even mid-50s a little further towards the south, but going into tomorrow night, 
More chances for showers early on and then starting to clear out just a bit. Friday morning could start off with a little bit of sunshine, but clouds quickly fill back in towards the mid to latter half of the morning, giving way to more chances for showers into the afternoon. Highs into the mid to upper 40s once again. Saturday cooling it off, partly sunny, low 40s. Before Sunday, we stay dry. Highs getting back into the mid 40s. Monday brings us into the low 50s. And by Tuesday, more sunshine and back into the mid 50s, inching a bit closer to average. But right now, we do have just a little bit of drizzle, some snowflakes trying to mix in with it. But a temperature right now in Eau Claire of 39 degrees. <laughs> Last week spoiled me. I mean, I had the convertible out. I thought, man, this is going forward. It's going to be heaven from here on out. Yeah. You know, I've only lived in this area for over <laughs> 70 years. You'd think I'd know better. Well, one would think, but if it makes you feel better, Bob, I was doing yard work last week. And, yeah, and uh, so was I. Yeah, not really uh, able to do that this week. I guess not. Oh, man, oh, man. But it is what it is. It's Wisconsin, and we love it here. Yes, we do. We wouldn't have it any other way. I, oh, boy. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> See you later. See you, Bob. Have a good one. All right. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry over there. At Skywarn 13. We'll catch up with some of the local news next. We'll uh, get Morgan in here. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, as Mike Dandry has said, we've got some uh, moisture already moving into the area. And uh, we'll see how that develops. Uh, a little rain, maybe a little snow in with it. I mean, this is, uh, come on. 15th April, taxes, snow, let's end it all at one time. But Mother Nature has the final say, and uh, let's get into the newsroom now and talk to Morgan McCarthy. What uh, water, rivers, have you seen pictures of rivers and lakes and all that stuff way over their banks? Oh, yeah. I mean, just locally, too, like Hay River. And uh, we were, there was a track meet yesterday at Boyceville, and even the creeks around that area are way up, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, there's definitely high water. We have some of that uh, coming up, too. If don't know if you heard or not, but Governor Evers declared a state of emergency. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Concerns. So, yeah, why don't we start there, actually? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Last week, we were talking about wild fires this week we switched to flood concerns wisconsin's governor declaring a state of emergency over those as yesterday he signed an executive order that puts wisconsin emergency responders and the national guard on alert ahead of what could be statewide flooding the governor said rivers and streams are rising because of recent rains and that melting snow in fact there are already road closures in our area national weather service saying the mississippi river is almost at major flood stage in La Crosse. forecasters also say of course because there's more rain in our forecast this weekend things could get a little bit worse in that regard. As we look to other headlines across the state in Menominee, a little bit of a hubbub at the Walmart yesterday afternoon. Some 715 newsroom coverage with John DeMaster tells us more and what exactly police uh, were looking at. Police shut down the store yesterday after getting reports of somebody waving a knife at customers. Nobody was hurt, but two people were arrested. Menominee police say the lockdown was brief and the store was able to reopen. Prosecutors in Dunn County are reviewing charges in the case. I'm John DeMaster. Well, bipartisan legislation defining carjacking in a state statute passed the assembly on Tuesday. We land at the Capitol with lawmakers at work. For example, Representative John Spiros, not far from us from Marshfield, said. And the other thing that this does, too, is it actually adds a Class B penalty for someone using a weapon. Because typically a carjacking is a vehicle that's been occupied. It's occupied by an individual and somebody is forcefully taking it. Governor Tony Evers indicated he'll sign the bill, which previously passed the state Senate. Well, if you spent any time at Camp Randall, you know the jump around can get uh, pretty intense. NBC taking advantage of that. They were looking for a few hundred Badger fans to help film a promo. NBC Sports wanted 300 students to come to Camp Randall Stadium yesterday to film something for the upcoming football season. Something uh, tells me they didn't have a lot of trouble getting students to do that, even though it was a non-paid gig. And when you're at those games, maybe you have a lucky shirt, lucky uh, some kind of a little token, or socks. Turns out, socks take the number one spot. Bree Tennis, Sockatumi. CrazySocks.com says there's a lot of superstitions surrounding socks. Some athletes don't wash their socks for fear of breaking a lucky streak. Don't wear socks to bed. In Japan, that means you're dead. We don't want that. Do wear green socks. They're the color of money, and that's good. It said red socks push away bad luck with every step, and if you accidentally put a sock on inside out, keep it that way. That's good luck. 
If you're trying to break bad luck, they say get a fresh pair of white socks. That'll do the trick. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And if you're trying to keep those socks from getting soggy during chores, don't forget the bread bags. That's what we always had to do, wear those bread bags inside the boots as we head back to the barn for those chores with Bob Bosold and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. It's a lot cheaper than buying the kids' new boots. Telling me that. I wore those bread those bread bags and it works, too. Oh, absolutely. You want to you wanna buy new shoes? About August, just when school's going to start. Not this time of the year when we go to summer and they're going to get ruined. You know it. That's right. <laughs> I'll bet they told those students. They probably didn't pay them, but I said, come on down. We'll set up a few pictures over at the Big Ten pub when we're all done. Something tells me they primed the pump ahead of time, too. Yeah, yeah they made it clear there was no money just for the love of the Badgers. Well, I think the students uh, can find plenty of love for the Badgers about uh, 7 p.m. <laughs> Headed into Camp Randall. I think they can. I know I would have done it if when I was there. <laughs> well, yes, student being the, the key term. Oh, you, absolutely. You go tell them how it's done, Bob. Absolutely. You can be a role model for them. Although, I, it was easier when I was a student to jump around than it is now. I can jump once, and then I hear the cracking, right? <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning as we're 18 minutes at Wax. That's before 6 o'clock. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to get to the markets here in just a little bit, but uh, we've got more farm news. I, I came in a- across this, and it always amazed me what's going on in Iowa and Illinois with land prices, farmland prices. Saw this on, on a story from uh, Illinois University of Illinois. If you want to run farmland in some of our top agricultural states, uh, you better have some cash. A new report out of Illinois shows the price of Class A or excellent quality land up 16% last year. Class B or good land up 17%. Average farm ground in Illinois up 7%. And if you wanted to rent that land this year in Illinois, those prices are up too. For Class A land in Illinois, rents are averaging $412 an acre this year across Illinois. That's up $43 an acre from last year. Class B land is renting for $353 an acre. That's up $31 from last year. While uh, average farmland in Illinois, $223 an acre. That's up $8 from last year. Also, the annual National 4-H Conference is being held this week in Washington, D.C. 4-H members and leaders from about 37 states and two U.S. provinces are in the nation's capital to interact with government officials, learn more about our government and their own 4-H organization. Now, the conference has been held every year since 1927, with only two exceptions, and I'm sure you know what those are. One was World War II, and the second was the COVID-19 pandemic. Otherwise, every year, 4-H enrollment is now about 6 million kids around the country, with nearly half a million adult volunteer leaders. And uh, they'll have a career fair this year. The event is hosted by the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with some young people from our area that are out there, and as long as the adult leaders are out there as well, so the volunteers. So hopefully we'll catch up with them and find out what they learned about their government. Also, we've got a big week going on. This is Earth Week, and, of course, Saturday is Earth Day. Throughout the month, there will be activities, of course, all during April. But Earth Day was started, well, this will be the 53rd year. Senator Gaylord Nelson of Wisconsin was the inspiration of the first Earth Day 53 years ago. And, of course, it deals with environmental issues, so water and electricity, conservation We've got plastic pollution, recycling, planting more trees. Over a billion people will be involved in some type of Earth Day activity. And, of course, Earth Day really is responsible for establishing the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. And it's not just a U.S. observation. Earth Day observed in over 140 countries. So what Gaylord Nelson started 53 years ago is now a major institution and observance of the, I guess, the vulnerability of our Earth and how important it is to take care of it. 13 minutes before 6 o'clock at Wax. Again, we're about 37 degrees, some of that rain, and uh, maybe some areas a little sleet falling, and it will be breezy today, too. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll get to those markets, but there are a couple other things coming up. Uh, the Spring Clinic, Mini Clinic, 
for cranberry growers is going on today, this morning. That'll be from about 9 until 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, Bud dissection practicum looking back while looking forward. Also, current dissolved oxygen work in Wisconsin. Uh, many other updated informations. Um, information is going to be shared with the Cranberry Growers today at their mini clinic. So, again, it'll be at the, at the Wisconsin Cranberry Research Center. The uh, station is located down in Black River Falls on County Road O, or you can uh, get a hold of the Cranberry Growers and uh, do it virtually online. But that's coming up this morning from 9 until 11 o'clock this morning. Also coming up on Friday, don't forget the Auburndale Tractor Parade. That's where students uh, drive their tractors to school. It starts about 8 o'clock, should be done by 9 o'clock. And uh, they've got uh, always uh, something that they uh, do it for. And uh, again, it's tracks for Bracks. All the money will go to uh, Braxton, one of the uh, the students there, that uh, needs a little bit of help. Also, over to the east in Clark County, going on right now through the uh, 31st of the month, it's the uh, annual Bloomin' Greenhouse Tour in Clark County, various locations all day. The annual self-guided tour begins in mid-April, and it's uh, going on, as we said, that self-guided tour in Clark County, the Bloomin' Greenhouse Tour, and lots of greenhouses over there in Clark County. And we'll check some of those markets coming up next. But again, something else going on on the 21st of April. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get to the markets. Over to the Equity L2 to Barn we go. They had a sale yesterday, and here's Jim Lindsay to tell us how it went. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.35 to $1.72. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.35 to $1.65. Hailing choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.45 to $1.55. Choice Holstein steers, $1.35 to $1.44. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar thirty four and down top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety three to a dollar eleven we had a top of a dollar eighteen sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy five to ninety two the bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy four and down organic market from Tuesday eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar forty to a dollar sixty the bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar thirty nine and down cold bulls sold from ninety five to a dollar ten we had a top of a dollar thirteen thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted eighty percent of the ninety five pounded up Holstein bull calves sold from a hundred Seventy to three hundred and twenty-five dollars per head. Light and pork quality calves sold from one hundred and seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from two hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April 28th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. And we've got more markets as we head over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You get rain over there yet, Jerry? Uh, I don't think so, Bob. I didn't go outside and check anything out yet, but it's uh, that's kind of chilly. Thirty, uh, we got here thirty-two, so All it right. could be it could be either one. Yeah, it could be, and it will be up further north a little bit of white. Well, how's the market been going this week over at Stratford? Markets have been good, Bob, and we'll tell the folks about that again. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And this will be a report on our dairy auction here yesterday at Equity Stratford, uh, a very large dairy auction yesterday, complete herd dispersal, a lot of big crowd on hand here, and a very excellent sale. So thank all the folks for that. But anyway, the prices on the herd, uh, top-end cows on the herd, uh, selling from 2000 to $2,500 per head. Uh, in fact, the uh, top 50 cows averaged just a tick under $2,000. Again, a lot of good uh, workable cows selling from that 1375 up to $1,900. So Again, uh, a good auction yesterday, and we'll move on with the rest of the sale yesterday. Uh, we'll get to the market portion of the auction. Uh, organic cows yesterday continue to be very, very strong. High-yielding uh, certified organic cows yesterday from 157 to 172. Lower-yielding organic cows from 145 and below. Uh, certified organic market bulls from 160 to 169. Uh, certified organic uh, fed cattle, steers and heifers from 160 to 174. Now we'll get down to the uh, 
Regular market cattle yesterday on the cows, the high yielding fleshy Holstein cows yesterday's auction selling from ninety three to ninety three to a dollar two. Uh, most of the cows yesterday and this week selling from seventy two to ninety two. Your thinner cows, plainer cows, seventy dollars and below on the bull trade. Better quality market bulls, uh, mostly from a dollar to a dollar fifteen. Lighter bulls ninety three and below. Calves continue to be very strong. Good quality Holstein bull calves, uh, mostly from one seventy five to three seventy five. Extreme top this week on the bull calves at four hundred dollars. Uh, beef calves also very strong, 275 to 500, up to 550 on Monday's auction. And we are at Wednesday already here. Uh, we got on the way this morning uh, around 10 o'clock here at the market auction, including cows, of course, fed cattle. Most of our fed cattle will be sold this morning. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. And feeder cattle sale today is at a 12:30 start. And, uh, again, a nice run of feeder cattle. Again, uh, mostly uh, beef cattle today, but we do have a real nice consignment of Simmental cattle, too, if you folks are in that business. So, again, feeder sale today at 1230. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at this radar again here. Uh, rain mostly, I guess, be warm enough up north further. More snow, just what they need, huh? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything like we had the other day. But, uh, again, precipitation today. So uh, be aware of that. Thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Bob, enjoy the day, and I suppose you'll have to keep the convertible in the garage again, huh? No, it's uh, getting used to that place. It's just sitting there. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. And our market is brought to you by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland, where you get the TYM tractors. And looking at the Board of Trade, corn and beans were higher yesterday, but a nervous higher. That big snowfall is, well, concern about getting the plants in, and a little concern over demand hanging on the market Overnight, July corn down three cents, six forty-one. The oats down three, uh, down a penny at three forty-one. July wheat down seven at seven o two. Soybeans down four at fourteen eighty-six. Meal down a dollar twenty at four hundred fifty-seven dollars and forty cents. At the country elevators, uh, Northside Elevator at Loyal corn today six thirty-five. The beans fourteen sixty-four at Arcadia location. Corn six thirty-one. Beans fourteen sixty-nine. At Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville, corn six eleven. Beans at fourteen fifty a bushel. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today is six twenty-eight. Baldwin corn six thirty. Beans fourteen fifty-seven. Duran six twenty-seven and fourteen fifty-two. Corn six thirty-two at Mondovi and Elmwood. Fourteen fifty-seven. The soybeans at Mondovi. Fourteen sixty-two. The beans in Elmwood. Fall Creek corn six twenty-two. Beans fourteen thirty-two at Osseo. Corn six thirty-seven. The beans fourteen sixty-two. Elk Mount has corn at six eleven. Beans fourteen forty. Sparta six eighteen on the corn. Fourteen fifty-eight on the beans. Ellsworth corn six seventeen. The beans fourteen thirty-one. Boyceville at the ethanol plant six forty-six. The corn today. Stanley six thirty-one. New Richmond six twenty-six. Barrel cheese a quarter of a cent higher, one fifty one and a half. Blocks unchanged, one seventy six and a half. Butter up a cent and three quarters at two thirty seven. April and May class three both unchanged. April eighteen sixty three, May seventeen forty seven. June up four at seventeen eighty seven. July up one at eighteen forty three, and August up three at nineteen dollars. Once again, we're going to have precipitation today and a breezy day today. High only about forty five. And we're in the mid-30s right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.